What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast. Today with my guest, Anthony Fergia. He is a folk Americana blues artist here in Maryland, but now located in San Diego. I first met him up at uh, Hopkins Farm Brewery up 95 here in Baltimore. But anyway, uh, Anthony has shared the stage with notable local acts around here, such as Ballyhoo, Pasadena Scribe, and Pressing Strings. He also has a blog, The American Road Tripper, that documents his travels. He's typically running around the country and living the vagabond life out in his van. His new song is called Shook, which is featured on this episode and is now available wherever you listen to music. So if you dig it, feel free to like, subscribe, follow, all that stuff. It's always helpful and appreciated. You could also drop a rating or like on the podcast if you want. But yeah, Anthony and I got to talking about all things music and what got him into pursuing an occupation out on the road, as well as his creative inspirations. We also talked about a few books that we've read, which are listed in the show notes as Amazon affiliate links. But in any case, as always, if you're listening to this and have new music coming out personally, feel free to hit me up. There's always a chance we could do an episode, although the show's been picking up a little steam these days, so never know but uh lastly also got some t-shirts that are in and they're pretty comfy so definitely let me know if you want one of those but other than that without further ado anthony Fergia. i'd been sleeping well but i've been sleeping alone you'd been fighting demons I had my own You woke me like the rain On my roof in the desert You shook me like the winds In Jasper Alright, so yeah, we're up and running uh, Live and recording But anyway, um, my name is Brett If uh, I didn't say that before In the chat Yeah. So, good to meet you Um, I think I ran into you once At... uh, Maybe it was Hopkins Farm Brewing. Oh, for real? And I might have seen you play there. I think that's why I followed you on uh, on the Instagram. Yeah, I so. mean, I had I did I had a residency there um, last year every other Saturday, so that was yeah. I mean, last year that was probably two thirds of my gigs. <laughs> okay, cool. Then yeah, I think I uh, stopped by for one of those. Cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, sound good. You got a good voice, and uh, sounds like you got a cool thing going on. As far as you know, the uh, the Vanthony thing, yeah. uh, being on the road and, and whatnot. Yeah, um, I, I listened to uh, I listened to a few episodes. I was listening to a little bit of Ray's episode. I listened to a guy. I wasn't uh, the the second to last one that you did. Guy I wasn't familiar with. I listened to a little bit of. Of Aaron's, and then I went down and, and listened to a little bit of Joey's. I just heard you talking to him about his van. He's got a lot. He's got a much nicer yeah. van than I have. <laughs> he's got a, a pretty decked out one, for sure, yeah. these days. Um, but, uh, yeah, I actually just kind of started this podcast, I mean, I don't know, a year ago this month. Because, you know, there's a lack of gigs, lack of things going on. Yeah. And um, 
I was listening to Howie Spangler of Ballyhoo. He has a podcast, mm-hmm. and um, he was just like, "Yeah, just do it. Just start it. See what happens." You know, it's not all that hard. Um, I guess the uh, the thing about mine is I just gear it towards my friends' bands and local musicians and stuff, as opposed to big old bona fide rock stars or something. Not that I could really talk to them. If, even if I wanted to, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you you, ne- you never know, man. I think that's how a lot of uh, yeah. I think that's how a lot of podcasts get a little boost is is you get you get in touch with somebody who's nice enough to pitch you a little bit of their time and um, give you a big a big lift in uh, publicity yeah. like that. So you keep. I think you yeah. doing it. You never know it'll come. Yeah, I think so. Um, I guess the, uh, I don't know, got some t-shirts in now, so in some ways, I feel like it's an official thing now. <laughs> it's yeah, like solidified. Once it has a t-shirt, it's yeah, real. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. You never know. It's been pretty fun and kind of rewarding in its own way over the last year or so, but it, I mean, ultimately, hopefully it can kind of give people an extra little platform, extra little boost on the Spotify streams or something, so if people, you know aren't familiar to your music or maybe like they are familiar with you or your music but they've never heard you talk basically or say anything about your music or your songs right this is like a good way to kind of clue them into what you've been up to and give them a little backstory or or something like that so of course i think um, i speak for myself but i think i speak for all the other everybody else who you've had on your on your podcast you know we appreciate it um the ability to just get our music out there and also a little bit of what's behind the music the story i know for for songwriting yeah. especially like this the the behind the scenes the story that the the um the parts of the journey that inspire the songs is yeah. the kind of thing that gets lost that can be- a lot in just in especially especially in in a time like right now where we don't really get to get out in front of people physically and it's just all digital streaming it's like the connection is is very lost so that you know maybe a podcast can help bridge that for some for some of us in some way yeah i mean i figure it can't hurt just one more thing gets out there mm-hmm. it's easily search easily searchable people can find you um whether they find your music or something else you know or they're just googling you We've had a little controversy, uh, you know, on, in the Tinder world where <laughs> somebody uh, did an episode and later on while they were on Tinder, everyone that they went on a date with would listen to the episode. And I guess somehow, some way, a couple of dates didn't go so great because they had so many questions based on the podcast <laughs> that they were on. It wasn't even like bad controversial stuff. It was just like, I guess it was just kind of distracting or something. Huh. So, um, I don't know. I'm just saying, apparently, these things do get around or do get some traction or some views somewhere. That's funny, man. So, if you're on Tinder, I guess, just, just beware. Um, <laughs> for that, if I ever am. Yeah, because uh, it, it'll pop right up on Google. So, I, um, I, think that's a good, I think that's a good thing. The more things in my name that pop right up on Google, the happier I am. Yeah, it's like there's no real bad publicity. I mean, at a certain point, it's like yeah. as long as you're not a nefarious 
character up to no good or something. I mean, I feel like whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, this is uh, your time to kind of talk about your stuff. I uh, kind of listened to your catalog uh, today, and um, you know, I've heard uh, Maryland as the leaves change before, and obviously, actually, I think I've heard you play it live. Um, but it's got a cool video, so I'll plug that for anyone listening at the end or you know in the link or whatever um but i was uh, pleasantly surprised man um i listen to way more music than i probably ever did these days because of this podcast mm-hmm. and you know um my goal is ultimately to get this music out to people's own fans and own friends so what i ultimately think about it as far as my subjective taste i feel like doesn't matter too much but i will say sometimes you know people send me their stuff and i'm like I just keep listening to it. Like, it's it's almost like subconscious, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's awesome. So yours, your catalog was kind of like that. I found myself just kind of listening all the way through, you know? Didn't feel like I had to skip over stuff or, or I didn't get bored totally or whatever it was. So um, I think I made it through your first two albums, or at least the last two. Yeah. Sorry. Don't go, Most recent. Don't go, farther, don't go farther than that, man. You... you... <laughs> You're only gonna you're you're it's only gonna get uh it's only gonna get worse you know way back way back yeah. in the day we've made we've made some big strides since then i think so so uh try keep it keep it more i i recommend as a as a very non-objective listener i'd recommend staying up towards the more recent stuff okay cool so yeah let's talk about that for a second i mean uh it sounds like in 2020 uh, you had the release that had Charlie's spaceship on it, and um, I do believe that that was off of Through a Black Wind. Yeah. Uh, was it the EP or the album title? Yeah, it's an EP. It's a five-track EP. Mm-hmm. And then prior to that, you had uh, 2017's um, Into the Valley. Yeah, so that was a full-length album, and... Um uh, did you did you want me to go into the into that into the album and talk about the EP or the, or, or Charlie? The song? Yeah, I figured to start with the most recent stuff. If you got any backstories on that or how it's been received or you know what created it in the first place, that's always good to know. Sure. Well, so the funny thing with well, I'll actually go. I'll go. I'll go back to front if that's okay, because I don't have much yeah. to say about. I mean. The, the most uncommon thing about me, I think, as a songwriter is, like, most of the time when you meet people who are playing music or writing songs full-time or part-time when they're thir- I'm mm-hmm. um, doing this as a job in some form or fashion, I just meet all these people who are like, yeah, man, I started playing guitar when I was nine, I got my grandfather's old guitar, and I started writing songs when I was 12. And I'm... Um, Part of me wishes that I was one of those people, but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't pick up a guitar until I, till I, like after I went to college. So, um, mm-hmm. I've only really been writing songs. I've always enjoyed writing, but writing songs, like writing songs in a storytelling kind of way, that I write them now and releasing them. Uh, I didn't start this until um, seven years ago or so. So it's. It's kind of yeah. to me, so, um, but anyway, I released a full-length album in 2017, 
probably a bigger project than I should have taken on for like my first release. Um, nah, why not? Go for it. Go yeah. for broke, man. If you got the tunes. And um, I've always loved being being on the road, so I went on tour right after that, and I got uh, really sick. So that mm. tour got. I played one show. Uh, it was actually I played one show in L.A. Um, and then the whole rest of the thing got canceled, and I flew home, went straight to the hospital, and that kind of knocked me out for uh, almost the rest of that year. Wow. And then I got started to get better, and I was really into photography. So um, I had a, mm. I had a, a travel blog and was doing some photography-related stuff, and I put more of my energy towards that. Still played music, still played gigs and everything, but that's probably why I didn't release any music for a couple of years yeah. there. And I moved out to the West Coast two years ago, actually, and thought that kind of the intention that photography was going to be the thing that kind of took over and music was going to take a backseat, but it actually was the other way around. And I found a great community, awesome, amazing community of musicians there, played more open mics than I ever did. Um, home in Maryland um, and I was like man I gotta put out another thing um, put, work on another project yeah. so that's where the Through the Through a Black Wind EP came in released that almost a year ago and I got you. went on tour for that coming back to the east coast and then the second half of that tour got cancelled because of COVID um so I've been on, mm. really been on tour, tour. Right now I'm on the road in Florida, um, and I've, you know, been playing shows down here, which has been great. But as far as like cross country tours, it's kind of funny. Like I've booked two, and set out on the road both times, and then both times they've been, uh, yeah, they've been kind of <laughs> obliterated by unforeseeable circumstances. But yeah, he is funny too because Charlie. Um, I don't know if you mentioned Charlie because it's like higher in my in my stream counts or I've got a video for it or whatever, but that song was just kind of like going really felt it felt like anyway um, going really out there on a limb as far as songwriting, making up a, a, a totally uh, yeah like a fantasy fiction story, and then people liked it, so I was like, all right, we'll make a music video for it. And we'll make it animated because it's already the song is not very real, yeah. you know. So well, that's cool, actually. That that might have been the one music video, unfortunately, that escaped my uh, my research here. Uh, but I saw a couple other ones. But I was going to ask you about that song because I mean it does uh, stand out. So I'm kind of glad that you brought that one up. And for people listening, um, hopefully, maybe they've heard it so far. But if they haven't, they can check that out. Um, maybe I'll even feature it on the episode because, yeah, I like the, the sort of lyrical experimentation and drawing the line, you know, walking the line between, like, kind of, is it fantasy? Is this real? Is this personal? Is it just whatever? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it makes you think, which makes you remember it, which is kind of cool. I, you know? So, yeah, so Charlie was, I mean, inspired by a, a story, a, a, inspired by a friend of mine, but, um, I was like, yeah. I want to. I originally wanted to write about a guy who leaves his uh, wife, or we, not his wife, his fiance, in a van. But then I was like, oh, it's going to sound like it's about me. So, 
so I was like, yeah. oh, we'll make this guy get in his rocket ship <laughs> and take off to the moon. But the video yeah. is really well put together animation uh, by a friend of mine, Fran, um, and it's on my mm-hmm. page, you know, with the um, with the Maryland video, and uh, yeah, I'm glad you got a chance to watch that. I mean, thank you, man. I appreciate, yeah. appreciate that. Um, a lot of hard work went into that too. Yeah, I was going to ask what bar that was. Full Tilt Brewing. Shout out to Full Tilt. Brewing. Oh. <laughs> Those guys are the best. They do an amazing job. Awesome. Musicians. I felt like I was asking a big favor when I was like, I want to film part of this in a bar. And yeah. they were like, oh man, we would love that. And then they were like thanking me when I, after we did it. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Awesome. I didn't know I could just walk into a bar and set up cameras and tripods, but they were pretty, hey. uh, they were pretty hyped up about it. So that was cool. It was, they are great. Full Tilt Brewing. Yeah, it's exposure for them, man. I'll give them a little tag or a little shout-out on yeah. here. It's actually one of the few breweries I feel like in Maryland I haven't uh, stepped foot in. But, um, yeah. So that was cool. And obviously just, you know, a good old-fashioned uh, John Denvery type of song there. Um, so it is the top song in your Spotify. Uh, but, you know, it kind of makes sense. I feel like it captures your theme that I've gathered so far. I mean, like I said... Uh, especially kind of listening to uh, Into the Valley. Um, I thought that was just a well-done album, you know. It's not like it's um, full of singles per se, but it's fluid and it flows, and it's like just, I don't know, I could definitely, I'll probably be giving it a few spins, honestly, while I'm driving, because I think it's up it's up my alley, at least, for what I like to listen to. Well, that's great so. to hear. It, certainly, for me, it was an, it was an album of, like, self-discovery as far as what how I, how I write songs and yeah um, not just writing individual songs but building building a project so that it's sort of to, to what you're saying kind of like a cohesive project which is certainly mm-hmm. something that I, I think is a hard is a hard battle something I've been conscious of in the new project I've been recording spent the last couple months um, a ton of time in the studio recording and a hard balance to find I think when you're recording an album certainly more difficult I think for a full length album than an EP is you you don't want to be one of those songwriters or if you're a band you don't want to be one of those bands where people say oh all their songs sound the same but you also want to create a a cohesive album that it's where it's after you listen to the first song and the second song, you don't get to the third song and you're just totally shocked. You know, it's good to have some little yeah. surprises in there, but you don't want people to be like, wait, what? I thought this, you know, it's you kind of set a mood, I think, on an album and you want to figure out how to mm-hmm. take people on, an, on, a, on a journey, on a ride without throwing them out of the car, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good way to put it, and I mean, albums these days are obviously kind of becoming a lost art anyway, um, because of all the focus on people releasing singles and EPs and stuff, but um, yeah, no, I mean, I thought that was a good one, I, I think probably my main question or, or thought was like, um, bombs at uh, bedtime, like, yeah. I don't know why that why that line just like stands out to me well, but I thought it was a really well done song in particular. And I figured maybe I'd just randomly ask you about that one, like kind of where that came from. 
Sure. Um, bombs at bedtime. Uh, are you familiar with the Humans of New York page? Brett? Nope. Humans of New York, it's, um, uh, what did it start as? I guess a Facebook page. It's like but, people at Walmart or something? <laughs> well, sure. So, I, I, <laughs> So I'm familiar with people of Walmart. I would. I wonder what. Yeah. I wonder what came first, people of New York or people of Walmart. But people of New York. He, I'm sorry, humans of New York. Jeez. Humans okay. Of New York, um, was started by this guy Brandon Stanton, and he's a photographer, and he just goes up to people. I mean, it's a huge page. I mean, you should absolutely look it up. It's got the most amazing stories. Yeah. Essentially, his mission is he he kind of. His mission is to. I think bring people together and show that everybody's got a story. You know, everybody that you see across me on the train or walk past in a Walmart uh, or uh, or whatever. And so he just walks up to strangers and asks if he can take their photo. And I'm sure he gets yeah. 99 no's for every yes. But then he'll start. He'll have a conversation with them and get these amazingly polarizing stories. And he kind of just. Uh, puts will put someone's portrait up, and then with yeah. with like a quote from them or a, an excerpt from their conversation, and when and it's funny, and I say funny with it kind of uh, not not fun. I'm saying funny with it with a grain of salt. It's kind of funny, um, given what's going on in Syria now, right now, a few years ago when. Uh, during like the Syrian refugee crisis, I guess, for probably lack of a better term, he went to Syria, I believe. And anyway, he had this photo on the Humans in New York page of a Syrian refugee. And I saw it, and then it like came back on my feet again. It's a really powerful photo of this kid with his mm -hmm. covered in covered in like blood and dust because he had been yeah. a bunch of uh i guess debris from a bombing mm. and i just um and i don't know if you want to get into if you had any other questions about songwriting later on so i don't want to get too far into this but songs often will take me months or can take me over yeah but that song i was just sitting there at a desk in my room and i had the photo up and i just kept the photo up and wrote bombs at bedtime so obviously it's a there's a little bit of of satire in there in the title yeah. and the hook of the song, but it just kind of hopefully takes the listener through, through the journey of, of a very real, um, sobering reality that yeah. we as Americans don't have to experience. I don't not, yeah. you know, it, uh... don't aren't really familiar with that type of, reality yeah it uh it reminded me of a song called tell me a story by my all-time favorite songwriter uh, mischief brew and uh from philadelphia and it's a very similar subject matter and uh kind of like you're saying the element of sarcasm but also like the beauty and the poetry and all those sorts of things coming together to describe uh you know war situations basically right um but yeah, it's cool. I don't know. That one just stood out to me. But like I said, it, like it was a very cohesive album for sure, or still is. So hopefully, people get a chance to check that out. And then I guess if you don't mind switching gears a little bit, um, I mean you got a new song coming out. So I figured 
we'll probably uh, go over that at least a little bit and see what that's about. Yeah, so I actually haven't really begun promoting it, but um, it's uh, it's called Shook. It's going to be mm-hmm. out later this month, um, and I originally wasn't going to release it as a single, but the producer I work with, um, Garmin Bowers out in Hagerstown, um, yeah. is a great... I mean, he's kind of like an advisor of my... I don't know, he has an incredible songwriting mind, and he was just like, man, this song is 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 too good for you to just stick on the on the back of an, of an album writing wise he he just kept on these like man you put so much work into this and lyrically and i was just like i don't know it's not it's not a it's not it doesn't have that catchy hook like maryland yeah. change you know um <laughs> i don't think it's a song that that people that uh for the diehard folk fan of blast uh, their car driving down the road maybe but um but i was like i don't know man and i just took his took his word for it and was like all right i mean i'm certainly proud of it so it's called shook and i think it's a powerful song and i spent like i was saying before uh this one i spent weeks editing my editing process has gotten more and more meticulous um yeah, probably mo- a couple months on, and I'm definitely happy, really excited to release it, and uh, and it's it's got a little bit of a different sound, and yeah, I'm I'm excited about it, and I'm excited for people to yes, yeah. So for people listening, it's not out yet as of the day we're talking, uh, but in a couple weeks, you know, I'll probably release this episode. And, uh, you know, whenever you want, either on the day of or the week of or whatever works for you. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'll feature it on this episode. So if people tune in, they'll hear it. At the the end of the, after, like at the end of the episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. Usually uh, the way I format these things is I'll do a little intro about uh, you and your songs and stuff and then feature your song like right up front, like at least a, you know, a 30 second snippet of it and then uh, at the end i just put the the whole song in i love it so what what do you what, uh, uh what medium i guess what i i would say do you typically listen to your to music on are you a, are you a stream guy are you a still a cds in the car guy are you a vinyl guy <laughs> um kind of all of it uh i did used to be more of a cd guy up until recently because uh my last car just had a cd player in it and yeah. i was like that was just, I'd just still be burning CDs or whatever. And that was cool because I was still listening to full albums kind of on the rig. Um, but now I'm more of a streamer. So Spotify and all that other stuff. Um, I'm also kind of curating a playlist here for everybody who's come on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I call it like the part-time rock star alumni, basically. <laughs> so Great. I'll, uh, I'll send you an invite to the group or whatever, but I'm also trying to get the playlist uh, out there a little more because it's public people can listen to it and i don't know it's pretty eccentric at this point more eclectic but mm-hmm. you know well you got um, a lot of different a lot of different kinds of songwriters and musicians on here i've i've yeah i've noticed yeah there's certainly no um rhyme or reason to it all it's just like um either i've crossed paths with people or they've hit me up 
or I like their music and I wanted them to come on or something like that. So mm-hmm. um, it's definitely helter skelter. But like I said, uh, it's been fun, at least on my end. It's uh, definitely broadened my horizons a little bit. Not to mention just talking to people around North America. It's kind of, you know, a cool little thing you can do, apparently, if you just call it a podcast. Just talk to strangers on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But. Man, I'm sure, I'm sure you're learning something and giving the, giving songwriters uh, a chance to talk about their music um, is great. Especially, like, now when we can't go out to venues and say, hey, listen to my new song. So. Yeah. We're kind of a, we're kind of exclusively digital right now, but but uh, I think things are looking up. So there's that to be. Yeah, I mean you're you're down in Florida, so I mean that's uh, that's gotta be nice. Yeah, we just I just had uh, I've had well we're on a four gigs in seven days run right now, which is uh, exciting and that's a lot for me. Yeah. At, it's a lot for a part-time rock star. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, the lines can get a little blurry between the part-timers and the full-timers, but, you know, whatever. However it works out. Yeah, so so off today and tomorrow and then and then Friday, Saturday. Nice. Pretty normal, so. You playing solo? Or do you have uh, somebody with you? or? Yeah, um, it's all solo. I haven't, um, I love playing with other people. I, I haven't done a lot of that in my music yeah. playing career, which I, is probably partly because of what I was telling you about before. Like, I didn't start playing until I was older than most people. So, mm-hmm. I got a, my music, my musician friends that I do have, like, all their friends are, are musicians. Yeah. Um, all my friends that I go way back with, well, not all, I shouldn't say all of them, but a lot of them are just guys that I, like, used to play basketball with, you know, or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also, I've been just always moving around, so. Mm-hmm. Driving. What part of little, little tiny little tours, going across the country, moving across the country. Uh, hard, hard to keep a band together like that. And that's okay. I've, I've, started to kind of incorporate more into my set um a guy you had on that probably a lot of your listeners are familiar with uh scribe he's really yeah he's really influenced me i've never told him that so hopefully he'll listen to this episode or i'll message him uh, yeah uh, but jordan sokol too i don't know if you've had him on but he's a, a good friend and um those guys have, have going to their shows and talking to them they have bands and people that they play with that certainly influenced me and inspired me to add more to mm-hmm. like solo setup. So play, starting to play the harmonica and use foot floor percussion yeah. and stuff like that, so that I can hopefully have more of a band sound even with the solo thing. Yeah. So you kind of just book in uh, breweries, bars, kind of wherever you can uh, get your foot in, right? Yeah. Um, I like playing at breweries. I just there's a great brewery yeah. over. They deserve a plug because they're they're such they're so great there. Um, 
Intracoastal Brewing over in Melbourne uh, on the east side of Florida that I yeah. enjoyed. Pl- I just I played there last year and then I came back. I just played there last week. Um, really nice place and it seems like the people always are interested in hearing original music from songwriters. Yeah. Um, they appreciate good good music that people put their hard work and put their soul into so um breweries i've found are some of my favorite places to play even when there's even even when there aren't very many people there yeah it's definitely a scene that i've been trying to crack into a little bit but never tried that hard just because like i've never done a ton of solo stuff Mm -hmm. like all the stuff that i do in bands is generally loud and rocking and like i don't know for the most part breweries don't book that so i think you know as I've gotten a little older and started to develop an acoustic set on my own, whether it's covers or originals, it's definitely something that I'm interested in because I think you're right. It's like it's a different crowd than um, a standard bar crowd. Like it's, I don't know, it's just a little bit more loose or something. People are more open to that sort of thing. Yeah, it can, it can be very relaxed. And right now, I'm I'm trying to just play outdoor gigs which is yeah. pretty easy in Florida. But a lot of them, mm. like Intracoastal and like Hopkins, my favorite place ever, Hopkins Farm yeah. Brewery up in up in Maryland, sometimes, uh, especially especially when you can go, can, can go back, like I have been able to, like I've been lucky to do at Hopkins and get to know the people there. And you're in this outdoor setting, but you can get kind of the intimacy too. Of like a of like a listening room can can the gig can start to feel like a just like a backyard uh, yeah. backyard you know shindig or something party uh, it's, yeah it's they can be really fun and I try to be um, so I, I try to I, I try to look for those places because as I've loved playing the listening rooms and playing shows where people pay for tickets to come see me play, but I'm not, um, yeah, I don't play many, I don't play many of those, you know, maybe someday I will, but, um, yeah. right now I think, um, I'm happy to play the, the small bar. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, what part of California did you end up in? San Diego. Perfect. Yeah. It's really, it's really all you need. I feel like, yeah. If you're gonna go somewhere, might as well go somewhere where, I don't know, it rains three days a year or something. It's funny um, that you say that. Uh, the first, almost the first two weeks that I was there, I'm, so I moved there almost exactly two years ago. Yeah. And I lived there in my van um, for over a year, and but but the first when I got there, I knew like four or five people and I was it was winter so I left Maryland in uh, January and I was excited to get out of the out of the cold the bitter cold yeah. you know and I drove across the country in a few days and I got to San Diego and it rained like almost every like every day for the almost the first two <laughs> and it was I mean it was awful man uh, but that sucks. <laughs> I, yeah I better it got better, like like all things. 
uh, do. And uh, like, I, like I said, it ended up meeting some really great um, musicians and finding some gigs and breweries that I play. I, yeah. I got a nice little residency on, and then just kind of built it up and, um, and had a really nice thing going there. Um, and I'm excited to get back um, at least for a little bit and I actually got a couple gigs booked in San Diego right now just it's very sporadic for me just because yeah. of the circumstances right now so it's hard to be like yeah I'm on tour you know when I'm going like four gigs this week that's you know that's a good that's a lot but then I might go two weeks without playing yeah so, um, well that's definitely definitely a little bit of a hike in between shows there San Diego and Florida. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of taking advantage yeah. of everything. I think like I have the van, yeah, so, um, and I like driving around and using the yeah. using the outside world as like inspiration for for songs and and having a good time. Yeah, it's like okay, I want to go to San Diego. I'll book a, book a show there. So yeah, that's cool, man. Well, living the vagabond life, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's not bad. It's going to stop. Um, it never does. I don't know. I don't know how it happens. Yeah. Um, I like that you mentioned uh, turn off the TV a lot in your in your lyrics. I think that's uh, it's important whether you're vagabond or not. Um, definitely a lot to see out there that isn't on a screen, you know. Yeah, I you I appreciate you listening to the lyrics, Brett. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're a you're a you're a lyrics guy, and I uh, as a guy who's never, yeah. I haven't spent a lot of time, and it's also just not, it's not my strength. I'm I uh, my music is definitely like lyrically based, so I I really, mm. you're, yeah. I mean, just listening. I always appreciate anybody listening to the songs, but the attention mm. to <laughs> Yeah. For a songwriter, I think somebody listens to what they're saying, even if you, even if it's. I appreciate even when someone's like, "Hey, man, I didn't, I didn't like that line," or like, "I didn't get that line." Like, yeah. explain it. I'm like, "Hey, thanks for, thank you so much attention. for knowing what I said." <laughs> you know. Yeah. But yeah, I like not. Yeah. I, I like turning off the TV. I also maybe I'll write a, a line about just never, never having a t never even turning it on in the first place. Yeah. Maybe that's next for me. Yeah, it's always uh, new territory, songwriting-wise too. Yeah, um, I'm definitely lyrics first when it comes to songwriting. I still kind of joke that I'm ultimately like a guitar player, and that in a way I like to write songs just because it gives me something to you know write a cool lead part or a cool riff mm -hmm. too. But yeah, there's also a big part of me that's just like, I like writing, I don't know, creatively, like whether it's essays or whether it's lyrics or whatever, it's just fun to get an idea out. Like I just wrote a, wrote a song about uh, a book I read that's all about basically AI and the future and stuff like that. Wow. And I was like, I'm not hearing a lot of like lyrics right th these days that are addressing this and I feel like this is important. So I'm like, yeah. I don't know, I like going for stuff like that. We, I, I definitely think that there's a lot of, of um, space out there in the songwriting ether to fill in the gaps of what isn't being talked about. Yeah, 
Um, so that's what I look for the most. <laughs> we it, find a little niche somewhere. I, I like when I find. I like when I hear a song. I I always really appreciate when I hear a song that the song concept is is unique. You know. Yeah. Um, I try to search for that for for that type of thing, and I think maybe that's maybe that's what was captivating to people about the Charlie Spaceship song because I think a lot of my songs yeah. are really unique in their in their general idea, but an AI thing is that's so that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking for something to write about, but also I just think it's. Certain subjects just feel important, and it's just like I don't know if if like doing a podcast gets somebody's thoughts or ideas out there more broadly than you know the same thing goes for writing a song about a subject or about an author or a book that I think is important. It's just like another way to kind of get the get the thoughts going, man. I don't know the exchange of ideas. It's uh, it's what builds our our consciousness, you know. Yeah, or. Another thing I think about is like if you can say something in a totally different, if you can take a one a concept that is maybe an old concept or a stale concept, but take a totally different angle on it. As yeah. A, something that you said it, from like the guitar player mind frame, speaking as somebody who like I would not consider myself a, a guitar player. I'm a guy that yeah. like I can play I can play the guitar to use it as a tool for songs, but um, I can't I can't hop into a room and and start jamming with guys. Um, yeah, you know I, I still have to learn my I still have to learn my scales. I think, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. one of my favorite songwriters, Jason Isbell, he comes from a, a, a mm-hmm. guitar playing background. And I've watched interviews with him where he talks about how much that's helped his, had his start in as, in his music career, his start came as a guitar player. And he, I mean, in my mind, is one of the best songwriters doing it. And he's talked about how coming from that guitar player form of self-expression and creativity, and also just knowing the instrument that he's writing songs yeah. with has helped him so much as a lyricist yeah and to kind of connect two things he also does an incredible job i think taking attacking concepts from angles that are not common in songwriting um mm-hmm. he has a song called if we were vampires which is just like one yeah. of the best songs yeah, that um which is just a totally different angle on a on like a love song as an example yeah. you know it's um so I, I i love that kind of thing kind of digging and hunting around for for dif- for different angles on concepts and different songwriting concepts in it and that's cool that i like that idea of taking taking one from a book that you were reading yeah funny another time i did that um it was a book called ishmael and uh it's basically the story of I don't know, the world through the eyes of a monkey in a cage. But uh, I was like, this is a brilliant book. I got to write a song about it. Did it, made a whole music video. And then I like sent it to the author, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, they were like, cool, we'll throw it in the pile. And um, I, you know, I figured people would write songs about the book, but I had no idea like who. 
So like at the top of the list, uh, Pearl Jam's album 10 was entirely about the book. <laughs> I was like, well, wow. Uh, yeah. And I was like, well, shit. I mean, I can't really compete with Pearl Jam, especially if they decided to go full blown album about it. So, yeah. um, huh. so I never heard uh, that. Uh, yeah, I didn't know either. I just read the book and I was like, this is great. I got to write a song about it. Um, I got a song. I thought it was good. I thought that was good enough. Yeah. But no, I just bottom of the pile. That's where she went. <laughs> I was like, it's like, you had what's that? I said, I guess you got to read another book. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I like, I like book recommendations here on this podcast. If you couldn't tell, um, <laughs> Uh, well, just, I uh, I never read until about uh, two months ago. Yeah, I just started reading books. So right now I'm on Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey, and this this oh, book, not yeah. that I have many compared to, but this book in my mind is incredible. Nice. So, boom, there's one. I'll check it out. And uh, uh, for the listeners, I usually plug in a little Amazon like affiliate link as well like in the, the description so check those oh, like, out yeah i've been um and, and i have been certainly like because i've i have heard other songwriters talk about getting ideas from books that they've read or yeah. movies watched which i'm not i'm not a movie guy either never mm. been a movie guy never been a book guy i find I found some good uh, ideas actually from just people's social media posts, which, because yeah. because people because 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 the ultimate good lyric to me is when it's believable, when mm. a singer something is believable, and it sounds like something that they could. Like, you can picture them, you can imagine them actually saying what they're singing. You can imagine them yeah. saying that to you if you were standing there in front of them. And people say exactly what they're thinking in their most, like, unfiltered form on in their, in their Instagram captions and on their Facebook statuses. Yeah. I think that's the, the root of why. So I've gotten some great material from that, or at least it's great to me. I don't know if anybody else thinks yeah. it is, but... Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, books, man, that's, maybe that's what's next. Gotta maybe. Figure out. Yeah. Matthew but... McConaughey up in Greenlands. Well, he's got a lot of journal entries, so it's kind of like it's already there. He's a great writer. Okay. Yeah. I've listened to him on uh, different podcasts and stuff and seems like pretty well-spoken, well-rounded dude. So. Oh yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're kind of running on about 45 minutes an hour here. So, usually I kind of start to wrap these things up around then. And, um, like I said, uh, appreciate you coming on, just chatting. Hopefully, it, uh, no skin off your back. But, um, really, if you want to get to, like, some shout-outs or, like, uh, even maybe something like subject matter I didn't bring up, um, I would say now is kind of the, the time to get to that of course man well first i'd say thanks for having me on thank you for your time um i think this is my first podcast 
from in the songwriter realm, uh, yeah. I was in San Diego that had more to do with like uh, photography actually, and and living mm-hmm. living in. So, thank you for that. Um, it's been fun. Um, yeah, man. Shout outs. I mean, so uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna be releasing them. I always say we're gonna like. I have a band. Like I have a team. You know. Hey, like I'm makes. Swift. I'm gonna. I'm. <laughs> I'm releasing. Uh, well, the shook the single later this month. Um. Uh, we a new EP. Um, and which is gonna have a couple remastered versions of of songs from last year. Maryland is a change to be on there. Um, yeah. Be like a four track EP. And don't have a release date for that yet in May. And then the ultimate goal is is to uh, release a full length record in the end of summer, fall, maybe beginning of fall. It, um, want to thank everybody listening, and um, shout out to everybody who has supported musicians and songwriters over the last year. I mean, that's been a to- it's been a totally different form. And obviously, been a challenge for people in the music business. It's been hard for me, I know at least personally, to feel good or feel okay asking for for like help. Whether that's just yeah. hey, listen to my music when everybody has been releasing music at an unprecedented rate because that's yeah. all that they're for us or if it's hey i'm gonna play this live i really appreciate when i know that so many other people have also been laid off but every musician and songwriter appreciates it so much listening to the live streams buying music buying merch sharing music videos i mean all that sharing new song releases like all that goes if you're a listener and you're not, and you don't play music and you're not in this career, you're not in this industry, it goes so much further than you could ever imagine. Um, so we all of us songwriters and musicians, we, we appreciate it, um, just infinitely. And, um, so yeah, shout out, huge thanks to those, to, to all of those people who have just put, uh, one extra dollar in the virtual tip jar or one extra minute on social media sharing a band link or a song or whatever that's yeah. that's who I want to that's who I want to give some give some props to yeah man that those are the people that I try to champion as well I always uh tell people you know it's like it doesn't really cost you anything to uh follow a band on spotify or like their posts or share something it's like you know you don't even have to buy merch at a certain point it's just kind of yeah. like yeah just you know find them wherever you're listening so um yeah i know some bands um they, they got their fans just streaming their album when they go to sleep like all night long <laughs> so like They'll hit. They'll just hit play at the top of their Spotify before they go to sleep, and obviously turn the uh, the volume off and just let right. it play through the discography. Oh, until, like, 
get the streams or whatever. Yeah. I think Ballyhoo, uh, Howie was saying that his fans do that sometimes when they got like new stuff coming out. And I was like, hey, whatever they want to do. Get, I need to get uh, I need to get some people doing that. So maybe I'll yeah. just shoot out at the end of this. At yeah. the end of our. <laughs> get some people just streaming my music i wouldn't want to infiltrate their dreams like that i feel like they're yeah (laughs) but anyway i don't know having me on brett i really appreciate it yeah and um like i said just kind of hit me up whenever this thing's getting closer to being released but i might see you at hopkins farm or something i'll i'll text you i'll text you i'll be at hopkins farm uh the residency every other saturday residency um I should mention this. Every other Saturday residency at Hopkins um, starts up again for the summer on June 12th. So Okay. Well, definitely so, hit me up for that. Yeah, be back home on the East Coast for the summer and playing every other Saturday at Hopkins out there on on the stage outside. And I'm really looking forward to it. Um, it's my yeah. favorite. Love it there. So Nice spot. Well, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely... Uh, me and uh, the other half will be swinging out, I'm sure, to catch you at least one of those. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. If I think of anything else, I guess I'll uh, I'll message you. But all right, man. All right, dude. Well, yep. the uh, I'll for sure have a great rest of the day. Yeah, hopefully the weather's kicking ass down there in Florida. So. Alrighty, we'll do. All right, see, see you, Brett. I'd been sleeping well, but I've been sleeping alone. So yeah, I want to thank Anthony for coming on, and thank you for listening. If you made it this far, the song here in the background is called Shook, and it's up on Spotify with the rest of his catalog, or wherever else you may choose to listen to music. So yeah, uh, have a good week.
if I'm happy, hurting and healing, feeling it all at the same damn time. I've been sleeping well, but I've been sleeping alone. You've been fighting demons, and I had my own. I was still as a stone, deep in the canyon. I did not expect you. 